This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools podcast brought to you by Spur. Much like Spur people have a taste for life, we have a taste for school sport. Now, Super Sports Schools has broadcast and streamed 37 different sports this year, and we're going to celebrate them in the class of 2023. A special two-hour broadcast on the 16th of December at 7pm, so make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be very exciting. But today, instead of talking about the usual dominant sports in South Africa, cricket, rugby. You know, we don't just do that here on the Super Sports Schools podcast. Today, we're talking about one of those 37 sports that we've featured, and that is chess. Now, I've got a very special man next to me who has just finished his matric final exams, and he's only lost one chess match in high school, and that was back in grade eight. Yashul, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the Super Sports Schools podcast. Thank you for having me, Alex. I think just to start off, one match in your whole high school career that you lost. Anna was back in grade eight. Um, I think to to understand that, we have to go back to the beginning and start off with why you start play, started playing chess and when. So my parents taught my sister and I back when I was five and my sister was six years old. My sister started learning before me and I immediately got jealous and envious and I didn't want to steal all the glory uh, from them. So I immediately started playing chess as well. And from there, we joined the Joburg Northwest Chess Club and we traveled locally playing all sorts of chess tournaments over the country, played in Port Elizabeth, Cape Town and Durban and many more. Okay, so it started when you were five years old. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've joined the club, played at school, uh, St. John's, where you've played as well, been their number one chess player for the whole time that you've been at high school. Uh, So since grade eight as well, when you were... Those early stages when you were just learning <laughs> when you were five years old, were the win streaks like they are now or was it a bit more challenging? Well, I think I started off with a with a boom and ever since I, I've i kind of just carried on with the same mental and um, strength. So when I was... Uh, when I was eight years old, I managed to play to represent South Africa. When you were eight? Yes. And then um, wow. okay. I also re- received my my FIDE Master title at eight years old. So, yeah. So explain that to us. Um, obviously, FIDE govern chess worldwide. Obviously, people will have heard of Master, Grandmaster, etc. So just to describe the difference between those and then to explain the significance of being a Master at eight years old. So not everyone can get a title. You have to earn the earn a title. And you get candidate master, fide master, international master, and grandmaster. Obviously, grandmaster is the best and everyone wants to be there. But that takes an exceptional amount of work and hours to put in. Okay. And so the difference between the different masters, are they just different bodies that award them? Or is there a difference between them? No. So there's a big difference. The, it's just a hierarchy of titles and then obviously the more you achieve in chess uh, under certain requirements the higher title you get rewarded okay and i mean to to get it when you're eight years old how many hours does that involve playing or how many games do you have to win or how, how does that whole process work so my sister and i we we were kind of playing all the tournaments back then and on a saturday i remember saturdays We'd, we'd get up early at 7 o'clock in the morning and travel all the way there. And the tournament started at 8 o'clock and it would finish more or less at 6 or 7 at night. 
and then we play them continuously. So it would take the whole day, uh, and that's playing multiple games, th- matches throughout the day. Yeah, so it's it's around five matches a day, um, but it takes a lot of. It's 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 a very strenuous sport. It's um, very hard mentally and physically because you play one game takes easily four hours. Um, it takes about three to five hours a game, and then after that you get about a ten fifteen minute break, and then you straight into the next straight one. into the next game. So you need to be. Um, your stamina also needs to be really good as well. So you're sitting there and you're having to focus for up to five hours on what you're doing, what the opponent's doing. And this is also at quite a young age that you've started doing this and games could last that long then as well. So what does it take to prepare yourself mentally? So just playing lots of chess or are there other things that you do to be able to be mentally ready for it because we talk about the mental aspect of a lot of sports on the show but i think above all others chess is the most uh mentally taxing so what does it take so i think like i mentioned with the stamina um i currently play i am playing squash regularly to keep my stamina endurance up there and i think that's very important because in the last few rounds the most critical rounds you tend to lose lose yourself mentally um, and then you sh- you tend to not see as many tactics and strategies on the board as you would in the first few rounds. And the game is broken down into three parts, the opening, middle game, and then the end game. Um, all, all parts of the game are equally important. However, the end game is the one that's most important. Lots of players have a winning position and kind of lose it in the end game. At the start of that answer, did you say squash or did you say yes, just, squash? You, so you actually said squash. Yes. Okay. Uh, t- sorry, I was that was quite <laughs> exciting. So, um, which means a little bit later on, we're going to have a bit of a, a challenge, and I okay. don't think it bodes well. I also play squash. And <laughs> uh, there's definitely no correlation. There might be for you between squash and chess, but for me, definitely not. Um, but that's very cool to hear that you're using another sport to prepare yourself for that um, kind of the the stamina and the. The, the endurance, I guess, for it. And that goes across all sports where people who play more than one or do more than one activity, the benefits of the one rub off on the other. So I'm actually, that's quite cool to hear. Um, is your squash as good as your chess? Uh, nowhere near, but I try my best. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then if you if you know about squash, uh, you probably know Jahinga Khan with his, uh, as a historical ch- uh, squash player, he had the, the best winning streak of any person in any sport professional level of sport and i think your your high school careers probably i mean do, do you know how many games you've played in high school um i'm not too sure there's there we currently in a league yeah. with many different other schools participating and i'd i'd say about maybe 15 games a year okay so and um, at least five years that you've been playing as well yeah okay so it's quite a lot of games for school chess in south africa you mentioned that st john's is part of a league uh, how do those matches work? Because obviously, if you're playing after school, school ending at three o'clock or, or a little bit later, sometimes you, you don't have an entire 12 hours to fit in a whole bunch of games. So uh, are the matches under time pressure? How does it work? So we play every Monday um, at our school. And like I said, there's many other teams playing. So I think so what happens is um, at the end of at the end of um, sorry. So on Monday, we play our matches and the game is timed 40 minutes aside and um, and we, we compete with each other, but there's only one round a day. So 
the tournaments last for about 10, 10 weeks, 15 weeks maybe. And then after, after le- the league is over, the top four schools play against each other in a round, or, round, or, round robin. And then um, from there we see who, who finishes first place. Okay, yeah. And uh, who finished first this year? So our team finished first place. <laughs> um, so we, this year we won all our games. And our team was exceptional. We had very talented players in our team. So, yeah. So you say your team won all their games. So that's you won all your matches um, and everyone else in the team won all no, their no, matches. So, so how does it work? So as a team, we won all our oh, okay. match, yeah, matches yeah. against other schools. Okay. Yeah. No, I get, I understand. And how many people are there in a team typically? So there's eight players in a team okay. and then obviously eight for them as well. And then we play each other. Yeah. Okay. No, cool. Um, that's that's amazing, and I, I was expecting you to say that you'd won. So, <laughs> um, no, there. That's that's cool. Chess at school uh, during the week is there practice training matches uh, between each other. How does that work to prepare for the Monday uh, rounds against other schools? So the matches are on Mondays, and we have practices weekly on a Friday. The practices on a Friday are split into three, like three um, schedules. The first one is for the A team, and then the second and the third one is for the A and B, the, the B and C team. And we have a special coach um, taking us, uh, taking and guiding us with our A team. And is that to guide you on strategy? Do you look at games from previous um, weeks? How does that work? What do you typically do? Is it just playing against each other? No, so we do a lot of strategy and a lot of puzzles. So um, our coach gives us a puzzle and then he says mate in four or solve this and then win a piece or something. And we have to sit there and then he gives us a bit of time, maybe 10 minutes for one puzzle. And then we analyze it and then we give him our response. And yeah. Okay. So it's taking other puzzles to basically improve your problem solving. Yes, from famous games. Yeah. Uh, and then in general, I wanted to ask how well is chess represented uh, TV shows and movies when people involve chess, use chess and talk about chess? Is it generally pretty accurate or sometimes things happening that um, are a, a bit unlikely to happen in the real world? What do you think? So there's not a lot of many, there's not a lot of um, movies and series about chess, but I think we can all, I think we all know about the Queen's Gambit that hit the hit the world quite with a, with a storm and um, took us all back by a surprise. I think that one, why it was so popular is because it was based on a real, on real life and it incorporated real things like, for example, how players would get upset when someone else doesn't resign. It's just those small, the small things and the small elements that play such a big role in the, in the movies and the series. There was also the Bobby Fischer movie, which was very good. Okay, uh, so t- take us just through that one example that you said was quite accurate when players don't resign. Uh, so when should players resign and why won't they and why should we get upset? <laughs> so at a high level, um, if you're winning, let's say like a piece up or two pieces up, um, it comes off quite disrespectful um, to carry on playing. Um, it's, just, it's just the form of respect to say, I lost, I'll, I'll, give, I'll hand in the, the white flag. Okay, so if... If you are literally a piece or two up, it's yeah. basically saying you're going to win, so the other player should resign. Yeah. So at a at a high level, it's more the fact that every small move you make has a, such a big impact on the game that this that even if you lose a pawn, there's a very big 
chance that you're going to lose the game and you have to fight with everything, with every ounce and sweat and tears to get back the point and get back the advantage so that when you go down a piece or two that it's so difficult to win and once you're so experienced in the game, the the opponent's not going to blunder again. So Okay, that's that's scaring me. Um, because what I wanted to do just to it's it's all great to say that you've won all your games uh, except for one in grade eight um, ranked in the top 50 in the country amongst all chess players and to to say all of that is great but we actually wanted to give a bit of a physical demonstration basically see how quickly you can beat me okay um I'm not going to resign. You have to. You must. You must beat. <laughs> now I kind of regret um, giving you the white pieces. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it might be quite catastrophic. So come out. Just your objective is to end me as quickly as possible. Okay. With the added, just I don't even think it's a difficulty. It just looks cool. Uh, you're not going to be able to see the board. Um, okay. And obviously, I'll say what's happening. But that's. Uh, what we're gonna do? Uh, so do you, how quickly do you think? Ooh, I've, I've, I've played. Um, <laughs> to, to be fair, I've maybe played less than ten times in my whole life. Okay. So with white pieces, it would have been a lot shorter. But with black, <laughs> with black pieces, I think maybe about five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> okay. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast, because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at three hundred and fifty degrees, then serve it with two large eggs. Golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only $49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur, people with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. All right, we have the board set up. You've given me white. I know so much about chess that I know I get to start. I know the direction all the pieces can move in. And basically, I know how quickly uh, it it can end. And I've made sure that I'm not going to do anything that could let you beat me in the fastest possible time but you are blindfolded that barely counts I, I i think we should there should seriously be a higher handicap of some sort but i've played chess fewer than 10 times so i really don't know what i'm doing but i'm going to start by see i really right hmm. okay i'm gonna move uh pawn to g3 <laughs> okay pawn to e5 your pawn to you see now the longest part about this is going to be me finding where to move your pieces okay the pawn to e5. Yes, 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 yes. there we go uh, <laughs> okay pawn to h3 okay bishop c5 <laughs> the dark squid bishop. this is this is terrifying okay so bishop to c5 right um <laughs> i am i am absolutely shaking in terror which i don't know why <laughs> seeing as i'm expecting to lose okay uh rook to h2 okay um i'm taking that slight delay is a good thing <laughs> <laughs> okay um let's go knight f6 oh knight to f here is f6 where is six here is six there we go knight to f6 okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretending like I'm thinking deeply, but all, we all know that's not happening. Uh, I'm going to just move this. Oh, no, I can't move that because that's not good. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm overthinking this. Let us just move a pawn to a3. Okay, queen takes f2. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> just to, to show that, queen... 
F2. And that is checkmate. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a read on the time? Three minutes, 57 seconds. Yeah, I told you it wasn't going to be five minutes. Okay, we, can, <laughs> we can leave that up just so it, uh, to, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't even take the piece that I could have, could have <laughs> but it's, that would have just been a waste of time. Um, all right. So there just to show that he is who we say he is and uh, to visualize the impressiveness of that. From how young were you able to just see the board in your head? I think seeing the board in your head is a very difficult task. So I think uh, about recent, like a few years ago, okay. not too long ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many games can you play simultaneously in your head? Oh, that's a very difficult question. Um, I would about say two games. Okay, at least at least two that you could play in your head at the same time, which is two more than I can play on a board. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there we go. So when you play a game against someone for the first time, are you probing at the start? Are you just attacking? How does that strategy work based on someone you're actually playing who's an actual bit more of competition than I am, someone who you, you're playing in an actual match? So the, the more prestigious tournaments, it happens over a course of seven days. So it's one round a day and then you get a, a one day break in between. And uh, it's more or less nine rounds. So um, before the match starts, you get, you get time to prepare. So normally the results are, or the pairings come out the night before and then in the morning you have enough time to prepare for the match. So I think the preparation takes a big toll. It takes about uh, an hour, maybe an hour and, and a half. And then from there, you, you look at the person playing style, their openings, and the and then possible strategies you can use. So yeah, just as an example for those different opening strategies, if you were to like, they all have names and they're all yeah. fancy in chess. <laughs> if you do one, how many moves does it involve? Is it like saying you're going to do this, hope this person does that, and then there are a couple permutations there? How how do moves like the generally categorized ones that might be more popular? How do they kind of work when i say i'm going to do this opening what does that mean so you know? so the openings can range up to about five moves and to about like 20 moves oh wow okay um, yeah. and i say 20 moves on both sides yeah so that was much longer than our time <laughs> actually <laughs> um so one opening can have many variations i mean as soon as you start with the first move with e4 or e5 or something um there, there's many possible combinations. There's E4, there, there's E5, there's D5, there's C5. There's so many different variations that um, that the, the opening can go as far as possible. Okay. So be honest now, when I moved my pawn to H4, were you like, fool? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't the most popular move. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just too terrified about opening anything in the middle to die immediately. For the younger generation out there that's learning how to play, um, try and play in the center. <laughs> <laughs> so completely the opposite of what I did the entire yeah. match. Um, have you ever beaten someone with the fool's mate? Um, no, not. Nice. I think okay. it, the, the people the, you play against, though, but they're at least at the level where they're not going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear it that I also didn't. So that was just the thing I was most scared about. Uh, I knew you were obviously going to beat me. It was just a matter of time. And hopefully that uh, was quicker than you thought, uh, but probably a little bit longer than I thought. So <laughs> uh, there, there is that. Uh, now, 
obviously when we had COVID just quickly in 2020, 21, and then a bit in 22, most sports came to a stop, but chess obviously has the unique advantage of being something that you can play against anyone in the world online. Uh, and you can decide how long everyone has to make their moves, whether that's a couple minutes, a day, a few days. Uh, so uh, did that impact how much, I'm sure you play online, did that impact how much you played online uh, or was it something that you already did? How did that um, impact impact uh, chess? So chess.com and Lee Chess are the most popular sites. I think after COVID, uh, well, during COVID, the the two websites really, really had a big impact on all our chess players. I think many of us were were dying for the the experience of the chess world. So we would kind of log on on the chess on chess websites and we just rattle games off and then. You get different forms of games. You get the bug outs, you get all sorts of forms, and then you get quicker games, you get faster games, you get slower games. Um, so, yeah, you can get a three-minute game or you could get like an hour-long game um, depending on your choice. Yeah, and I think that's something that's very cool that you're able to play against people from around the world, and I think that helps everyone learn, develop. So for you, uh, your 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 win-loss ratio we know for school is very good on chess.com is it as good or do you challenge yourself a bit more i mean how many people are there in the world that can challenge you <laughs> so online um because my ratings a bit higher i'm playing people more, more of my strength so that's a bit of a challenging record <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but i think that's something that's good yeah because yeah, yeah. the way to get better is to play people that are as good or if not better than you so the, the more games you play and the more losses you play the more you learn from the game okay yeah and how long do you think before we have the title grandmaster uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, <laughs> oh, to it's gonna CV. be a very long time, a very long time hopefully we'll get there in the end in the end yeah okay um in the chess world, any inspirations, people you look up to? So um, I look up to Pragananda. He's currently a phenomenal player and he's inspiring the youth. He is um, a grandmaster and he's from India. I actually had the honor and the privilege to play him when I was 10 years old and we met at the World Youth Chess Championship in 2014. And um, did, well, you, I, did you did you do better than I did against <laughs> you? <or? laughs> well, I definitely lost, but um, yeah, oh, we both a, lost. That's all that matters. Great game. <laughs> I um, can imagine. But him, him and his sister are both phenomenal players. They, they, they are currently four, ranked fourteenth in the world. Um, and it reminds me of my sister and I, who are very competitive and yes. and play a lot of chess. So, yeah. And do you think that's been a part of your development from when you were younger, having yes, someone yes. that you could compete against all the time? Um, so yeah, I only played him once. <laughs> no, I mean playing your sister. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. My sister has helped me through. Just um, before a tournament, she'd, we'd play against each other and then help each other with these openings or these traps. Who's better? <laughs> <laughs> I think my answer differs from hers. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, she's in the room, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll be diplomatic. Um, now that you've done with school, taking chess forward into the future, what are your plans after school? Studying, what does that look like, and then how does chess fit into that? So, um, I plan to represent my university when I'm there, and I plan to play with them, and I hope to lead them and inspire them as well and then i also am gonna i'm planning on coaching as well and i feel like that's my way of giving back to the community and inspiring the the young generation 
Um, I think that's very important as well. Older people like me who <laughs> can't play at all. Uh, no, but I think that's great that you're going to give back to the game and uh, teach younger people how to play because I think it's a game that if you start young, it's a lot easier to get to grips with and uh, be better when you're older versus me who hasn't a clue. I just know what all the pieces do. Don't know any of the moves, don't know any of the gambits fancy things none of that so it becomes harder to learn that when you're older so that's that's great uh, and then you say play for university any specific university yet that you're focused on or know you're going to uh not as yet we're okay. waiting for the marks and then we'll waiting for the marks and then yeah. you're gonna decide okay cool no that's great good luck for that i'm sure you're gonna play a lot of chess in your life um and hopefully one day we'll we'll see grandmaster and we'll know yeah, we, <laughs> way back on that super sports schools podcast we had Yashil Modi and he beat me. So I've been beaten by someone who's currently a FIDE master. So I don't feel too bad. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for uh, playing. But just before we let you go, we do have to do the Super Sports Schools podcast quiz where maybe I can get some of my pride back, even though I don't complete. I just, <laughs> I just ask you the questions. Yeah. So that's next. Are you ready to play? Then your time starts now. How many European and worldwide titles has Barcelona won in total? 14. It's 22. Which color moves first in chess? White. Correct. Who won the most, the most recent men's FIFA World Cup? Real Madrid. It's Argentina. How many pieces is a typical chess game played with? Um, are you talking of black and white? Yeah, in total. Uh, 64. It's 32. True or false? Intentionally handballing in the box to stop a goal in football will result in a red card and penalty? True. Correct. What is the name of the rugby team that represents Joburg and the URC and has Emirates Airline Park as a home ground? Sharks or Lions? Lions. Correct. The quickest possible checkmate in chess is known as the fool's mate. But what is the fewest moves it can take for black? Uh, three moves. It's two. What is the name given to the number which represents all possible move variations in a game of chess? An opening. It's the Shannon number. How many players are involved in a typical paddle match? Uh, it's four. Correct. Okie dokie. Four. Okay, so you know what it feels like to <laughs> be, be terrified and put under the pressure now. Um, but obviously that's just a quiz for fun and games. What you're really good at is playing chess. And we're going to be excited to see where your career takes you further playing chess. Now, no longer for St. John's, but obviously for five years, very successful. Anything you want to add before we end off? I just wanted to say a thank you to my parents, my sister, um, all my friends that have supported me and my coaches. Um, Musa and Rodwell um, that have guided me and supported me throughout my chess experience and my school for give, for allowing me to take time off um, and allowing me to experience other tournaments. Amazing. It does sound like you've had a fantastic group around you helping you flourish in chess. So that's awesome. It's all from us here at the Supersport Schools podcast quiz brought to you by Spur. Like I said earlier, Spur has a taste for life, but Yashil definitely has a taste for chess. We'll be back next week with another fantastic episode. I'm not going to be here. Itumaleng Banda is sitting in for me as we look ahead to the 2023 SA Schools boat race brought to you by Standard Bank. So she's going to be doing the episode all on boat race fever. Tune in same time Wednesday 7pm or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex White. I'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. This has been the Super Sports Schools Podcast. Bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Take Ranchers.